It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cut that off. Um, <laughs> welcome to Sports Trebuchet. Uh, I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. Uh, and we're here for issue number five. Uh, welcome back. Welcome to the Blake Bortles episode. The episode for, yeah, so underwhelming. This one's not gonna, this is not the one I need to start using to publish and put on Reddit and try to get people to fucking listen. I guess. Lewis Dunk episode. Put me outside the door. Lewis Dunk episode. Put me outside the door after three minutes. Yeah, just. (laughs) Bench me. We'll just keep running. Um, We are gonna talk about uh, four things in particular on this episode just to give you a preview. We're gonna go over. Um, the NFL, we haven't really talked about it too much other than comparing stuff to Blake Bortles, uh, which has been just a waste of time since we're not even going to make the playoffs. And then we'll talk about our top five WWE matches of the year, uh, something I'm really excited about. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about England or USA playing last uh, Friday, which would have been on 11-16, Thursday, 11-15. Yeah. I forget, you work from home so often, I didn't know when it was. And then uh, we're going to celebrate the 14th anniversary of the Malice at the Palace, uh, because I don't know if Josh knows what it is, do you? No, and I've made myself very clear that, just like the other one, what was the other one that Ray we did? Caruth. Ray Caruth. Ray Caruth. I've not looked at anything at all. This is going to be very this is. very underwhelming compared to Ray Caruth, but it's still going to be pretty... <laughs> that is, there weren't as many moving parts. Yeah, I mean, there was <laughs> many moving ones, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. That's a good point. But probably a couple, at least a couple bad fathers. Um, mostly uh, run our test. All right, so... Um, Sorry, Meta World Peace. I just clapped into the microphone. Meta World Peace. Not bad. Uh, I'm going to talk about the NFL a little bit, um, just briefly. So, I don't know if we need to do playoff predictions... Were you laughing because I still had my headphones on? I don't know what he was laughing at. I forgot I had my I headphones on. I was you. You just looked at me funny and I'm like... <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. This is going to go great on an audio podcast. So let's... Um, we can predict uh, the playoffs if you want to do that whole thing. I'm not sure we necessarily have to. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about... A, the game that neither of y'all watched last night, right? Because y'all were playing Red Dead. the first half. First half, and you're playing Red Dead Redemption. I was playing Red Dead. Okay. Um... Well, there was just as many bullets thrown uh, in the game as you probably shot in Red Dead Redemption. But then also, um, kind of going over just maybe who's the team to beat um, in particular. Uh, who are you most or least scared of in the playoffs with how they're playing now, which is just post-week 11? Fun side note about last night's game. You know NFL does the highlight packages afterwards posted on YouTube? Yes. Like that. Usually about six minutes. Last night was 16. Jeez. It should have been. It doesn't shock me, though. That's no, I mean, it's, it's... Bombs being dropped everywhere. It's... Yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. Well, and I think that even, like, in a 60-minute game, there's still only, like, thir- less than 30 minutes of actual, like, moving football. So that's even crazier because you're basically yeah. watching half the game. Um, so... I pulled up on, on the screen that we're using that you're not going to be able to see if you're listening to this. Uh, just visual podcast. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's use your imagination. Um, and then we're going to go over <laughs> the playoff picture as it looks now. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and then uh, who's a fucking joke and who isn't. 
So let's start with basically saying, cool, the Redskins aren't going to win the NFC East. Even yeah. though it's a trash division, they're going to get done, which means probably the Cowboys are going to go, yep. which is embarrassing. Yes. And going to keep Jason, Gar- you, keep Jason Garrett You're high. saying all the things that I was about to say about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, the other teams, as it lines out in no particular order, uh, Panthers, Vikings, Bears, and then for the buy ra- the buys would be the Saints and the Rams as it stands right now. I don't see that top two changing. No. No, I mean, just, that's, uh, <laughs> no, if nothing that's else, so by, pure, by pure math, yes. it, there's just, you'd have to, they'd, they'd have to have a serious slide, and the Bears are the only ones that can really catch them, I think. Yeah. And right? We play them well, the Panthers weeks, probably, probably beat us anyway. The Panthers could, if the Saints go on a slide, and the, and the Panthers are two of those losses. Because if the Panthers end the season, yeah. Saints, Falcons, Saints. Yeah. Oh. They play the Saints twice? In yeah. three weeks. That'll be fun seeing Panthers playoff hopes getting dashed. Allowing, the allowing best, uh, the that's why my next here's my next uh, point right here. Uh, Panthers better watch out. They needed to win that game at the Lions. They're right back. What is there? The, is there a bus coming and they're going to cross the street? What are they watching out for, Kyle? They gotta watch out for the fact that they might not make the playoffs. A team that was six and two two weeks ago and everybody was talking about how great they are. But who do they play at six and two? Um, they have the Seahawks coming up this week. I mean, they played the Lions as one of them. Yeah, and they just so like, but and lost. And lost. Yeah, but so did the Patriots. Won. The Patriots lost the Lions too. Yeah, but they shouldn't. Patriots have also lost the Jaguars. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it. Like the like the league. The league's a fucking mess this year in the best kind of way. Yeah. Right. Anything can happen unless you're playing the Saints in the Rams. Right. Well, the, pro- the problem also is that, like, um, the whole AFC East is such garbage that the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. So it's still never going to be, like, it's still not truly, truly parody until the Patriots don't make mm-hmm. the playoffs. Right. Because they're always in it until they're not. Um, I think more than likely the Panthers are going to make the playoffs, but there is a good chance, especially if the Seahawks beat them this coming weekend, all of a sudden they're tied up. And Seahawks hold the tiebreaker. Yeah. That's, it's, let's hear. Yeah, because they'll both be sitting at 6-5 and five at that point, yeah. and Seahawks would take them out. So they've beaten the Cowboys, garbage team. They've beaten the Bengals, who's turned out to not be that good. They've beaten the Giants. Two they've beaten the Eagles. Now. Still, though. But 3-7. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Eagles. Sure. Meh. Like beat the fire. Bucks and beat the Ravens. And the Ravens are so, so are pretty good. And the Bucks have decided the defense is not an option. But they've lost to the Redskins, the Falcons, the Lions. Tell me which one of those are really good. Um, and the Steelers absolutely destroyed the, them. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. the Steelers destroyed them, and the Steelers are the most... Playoff ready out of all of those? Are they? I feel like they're like they're really... They're good, but they just... Ben Roethlisberger is so the rest good of right that schedule. Yes. That's the best <laughs> game. Say, play. Yeah. By far out of that. Yeah, but I, I think um, I think there's a legitimate shot for the Panthers to not make the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think, that, yeah, I think by is. far. I think that they need to have they need to go on a nice winning streak right now. They need to probably win at least two of their next three games um, before they hit that stretch. I mean, if that last three, if they they could quite com- they could quite comfortably lose all three, and yeah. that's screwed. That's yeah, right. so they're playing they're playing at home against Seattle. So you have the travel portion, and Seattle also being like a pass only team almost because all the running backs keep getting hurt. Yeah. So they're one they're one dimensional. 
at but I still take Russell Wilson over Cam head to head. At Tampa Bay is interesting because at Tampa Bay they can put up points. <coughs> if the Panthers' offense isn't clicking, yeah, no, that's, I think at Tampa Bay at Cleveland might be neat, but I think they probably cold beat weather game. I think they need to else. be. I think they need to be sitting at nine and four going into those last three. I think they need to win the nose three on the bounce. Yeah, and, anyway. and nine and seven, and honestly, nine and seven might be enough when you look at the rest of the NFC, just because. Well, just like you said, like no one else weird. is really doing much, yeah. like at all. You yeah. know, like really, if you're the second, that's probably where you're getting. Damn, the NFC East is definitely only going to have one team, I think, unless they both just meddle around enough. If the Redskins have a weak schedule, maybe, but you're probably looking at. Vikings, Bears. Even if Vikings fall out, Packers. And then Panthers, Saints. Seattle. Seattle's Ooh. a possibility in there. You think you'd have the Packers over the Seahawks getting in? Don't forget, Seahawks have the head-to-head on them, too. They beat them this year. That's a good point. The Packers also have that funky... That tie funky tie that, tie that fucks yeah. with it. Which is messing up the Vikings, too. Like, yeah, there's, that's what's <laughs> fucking up with the Steelers, because they should be eight wins, and instead they're seven. And just <clears throat> um, On the AFC side, uh, I think that the Texans are, like, secretly one of the top five most exciting teams in the NFL. I think that they're the, the safest out of the... I think that they're probably one of the safer... Best to make the playoffs. See, it's weird though too because I feel Colts. like the Colts and the Colts are super hot and cold. Mm-hmm. But then you have the Titans. I don't who, trust the Titans. No, I don't trust them. The Titans are more hot and cold than the Colts. The Colts started off poorly and luck has grown into it, whereas the Titans have been consistently. Then the Titans do not have a good offense. Win some, lose some. Yeah. The Titans don't have a good offense. No. You don't think? No. no. See, because I feel like. I feel like they're not that bad. Ooh, 178. They scored more than Jags. So they got the fourth lowest scoring offense in the league. I looked this up last night. I think the lowest was... Uh, the Bills. Bills, and then Oakland's up there, I think. Arizona, Oakland at 170. Are we looking just at the AFC? Uh, Arizona. Okay, so it goes... So worst Bills, second worst Cardinals, third worst Raiders, fourth worst the Jags, and then it's the Titans. So they're the fifth worst, or the 27th best offense. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Even yeah. when they win, they win dirty. Ugly. Like, ugly, that's a better <laughs> word. They don't win dirty. But they also have one of the top defenses, so you're allowed to do that. Right? Like, like who are they playing? Like, the, the Ravens, when they... Not that they're the 2001 Ravens, but... Or was it the 2000 Ravens? 2000? 2000, because 2001 was when the Rams started doing their thing. Right? No. Nine, yeah. No, no. 2000 I'm Giants. Kerry Collins. Um, so. It was in that time period. We'll just go with that. Yeah, anyways. So I think that the Texans are comfortable, like you said. You're right. The Chiefs and Chargers are comfortable. Yes. The interesting part is were these. Who's going to fill that spot? Of the last. Dolphins. Of the last piece. Ravens, Bengals, Colts, Titans. I think Broncos are probably out of it. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are going anywhere. Uh, because I would like to think, I really hope, that like a few years ago when uh, when we had the influx of the read option through the NFL, that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are going to do something. I mean, um, I think it's going to depend on 
that division, <coughs> that, that division's games, really, ain't it? Like, you've got the Colts and the Dolphins have to play, the Colts and the Gi- and the Titans have to play. So you're going to really Colts, like... Colts and Titans just play, the Colts just won. Yeah, and they have to play again yeah. as the last game of the year. So, so like, you're going to really, like, that division is going to be really, I would say it will be just that final spot would be decided by those divisional games. So I hadn't looked at the Ravens' Honestly. schedule to finish out, um, but they beat the Raiders. They've got it. Who's this? This is the Ravens. Gotcha. They beat the Raiders, but Atlanta is a toss-up. At the Chiefs, probably a loss. Tampa Bay, toss-up if you go in the shootout route. But the Ravens have a good defense still. The the Buccaneers are away from home. They're not going to do shit. They're going to get beaten. At the Chargers is... They're going to get beaten. Yeah, and then Cleveland, you never know. But Cleveland also is like one of the worst defenses, so they benefit from that. If Lamar Jackson's in the whole time. Um, one of the cool things, uh, kind of touching on the NFL period, the like I've, I'm wearing a Patrick Mahomes shirt for those who That's are one of the cool listening. That's the cool thing. <laughs> but like, uh, one of the cool things about the NFL is that he's wearing episode well, five well, scraping the barrel. It's a good, like. it's a good, no, it's, it's a good segue because um, the young quarterbacks in the NFL right now are. And the coaches are allowing the NFL to do what college football does the best, which is spread out the offenses and just fucking sling it. And uh, Harbaugh with Baltimore does not trust Lamar Jackson to throw it yet. Uh, he threw 19 times in his starting game for 150 yards and one pick. That's one more than Bortles threw this past weekend. He threw 18 passes. Yes. Gross. Quit making it about Bortles. So then... He only completed I'm, 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 I'm giving a benchmark for bad. Right now. Okay. Um, and he threw one pick. But what he did do that Bortles has not done or did not do win? was he ran 20, win and 27 <laughs> rushes for 117 yards. Didn't do that. Uh, and he was. He struggled, but he never looked uncomfortable. And their first drive, though, uh, I watched the game a little bit of it. I know y'all probably didn't because I think I had to use your ticket login to get into it. But uh, the Jags game? Though no, the um, the Don't Ravens. The Ravens. I was watching Red Zone, so I saw bits and pieces of it. The Ravens was it Steelers that they beat? Yeah, no, Bengals they beat. Yeah. Uh, in their Steelers first drive, they had twelve plays and went in for a touchdown, and they ran every single time. Yeah, I and it was either a quarterback drive. It was beautiful. It was funny as hell. <laughs> but but when you realize like when Lamar Jackson takes off, he looks like. Um, Tyreek Hill running. He's so, so fast. Yeah, he is. And I forgot how fast he was because he focused so much on the pass in college. Um, And what's interesting about him, and this will kind of probably end our NFL talk, but because I don't want to get too much on a tangent, he went to a high school that played like a triple option, and he got recruited by like not the passing guru, but a passing coach, pass first coach from Bobby Petrino, who's a bad human being. But but it was really weird because he got signed, and uh, I think most people would have guessed he was probably going to move to a receiver or something because of his speed. And he won the Heisman, which is, uh, Josh, if you don't know, kind of the, it's the most valuable player, basically, yeah. kind yeah. of, of the yeah. college. Uh, but he was an incredible passer, like really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, and the system's designed to make those players look good, but with his athleticism... It was tough to beat, and they 
since without him, with any any and in all of his seasons, I think they maxed at nine wins because the defense was just atrocious. This this year, Louisville's gotten they're trash. fucking destroyed by fifty points multiple 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 times. Syracuse hung like fifty some odd on them. Um, at that point, they went two and eight, and they fired Petrino. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson, I think, is a generational talent, and if they let him do what they're allowing Mahomes to do, which is to play his game, it's going to be fucking money. I mean, there's a lot, and it's the Ravens, and it's the and it's the Ravens division. I think for the foreseeable future. I mean, there Even are with, a lot of those players to play their game right now, and I think that's why it's getting so fun. Yeah, like, I, to different levels, but like they're catering to golf, they're catering to Mahomes, yeah. they're catering to the young boys. Like even to an extent, last year they catered to balls too. I mean, it's like yeah, it's exactly. But I mean, like it's even that's why, like when you watch a Titans game, for instance, right? It's obvious that Mar- Mariota has talent. He's a really, really good player because he'll put touch and 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 just fucking perfection on a ball without even thinking about it. I think because Mike Vrabel's your coach, I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. Do you? I have no idea. No clue. But if they had any kind of a guy that had creativity, they'd be somewhere, and they wouldn't be the fifth worst offense. That's like for fucking damn sure. Probably shit. true. Right. Yeah. The same way that the Panthers now with North Turner have just been incredible. They've had a really fun year. If you watch that offense, they're running a lot of yeah, they end arounds. They're getting the ball to McCaffrey whenever they possibly can. They're, yeah. They they, they actually have a running option outside of Cam. Yeah. That's why. They actually yeah. have a running back. Who's just as versatile as Cam is as a quarterback at a running back position. He's and he can catch the ball, too. Very much like so, Alvin Kamara. I wanted him to be so yeah, fucking he bad is. when he came Very out. much like Al- Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he is like Kamara. Um, interesting fact about Christian McCaffrey. His dad uh, broke his leg on Monday Night Football September 10th, 2001. And it was... Like the Alex Smith injury, you could see his leg like flapping as he was coming on the like, landing. And then I totally forgot about it because then 9-11 happened. I'm sorry. 9-11 was an inside job. So it was actually... <laughs> 9-11 was planned. I didn't realize that the plans was were going to be executed. Yeah. It was a diversion to get away from, yeah. from the McCaffrey injury. Yeah, just like a tackle can't break legs, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Um, all right, uh, moving on from the NFL, Josh, do you want to lead on the uh, yeah. top five WWE matches of the year? Yeah, so we're going to go for top five WWE matches of the year. Um, I thought I thought what I'd do to start with, because it was something I mentioned to Marty a couple of weeks ago about the fact that we brought back jobbers into or like enhancement talent mm. so to speak into the uh, into the the wrestling world so I wanted to see if you had a favorite squash match of the year so like we had Nia squash a couple of people this year we had um, what was the other one that you had uh, I mean just Braun Strowman destroying Kevin Owens on a pay-per-view yes we had <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar squash a couple of people this year Ooh, and had, you know what uh, my favorite squash match of the year was uh, Notre Dame destroying Syracuse, actually. Thanks. Yeah. That, Thanks. Was, the, that, was, that was the entire bit. <laughs> that really was, we didn't want to talk about squash matches at all. Um, on, the, wow. on to the matches. 
So we've gotten our weekly with Kyle's ass yeah. segment in. Okay. Yep. I mean, it was best to not talk about uh, Splash <coughs> Mashes in seriousness because um, it, we could get a lawsuit with James Ellsworth. Honestly, um, and, and, yeah, and we're gonna, and frankly, we're gonna talk about it when we talk England versus USA. Yeah, yeah. Also true. Yes. All right. So um, I don't know if you have you guys got it um, readily available, yes. ordered. Or are we just throwing out our fire? No, I don't have it ordered at all. Neither do I. Because it was too tough. I can't order mine either. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't so, do it. That's good. Splitting hairs. So I guess we'll just go around the table similar to the, uh, was it the Betrayals? Tag yeah. teams? Something like that? Yeah. So I guess we'll start with Kyle. You give one of your matches. If us, if either of us have the same one, then we can just kind of scratch them off and talk about them as we go through. Okay, this is going to be kind of a weird one. There's going to be a few weird ones, I think. Yeah, well, so, hey, before we even start, I did four WWE, one NXT, because I tried to stick in that. Okay. How many did you do of the divide? Kyle, I know Kyle did four NXT and one WWE. Yeah. I did two NXT, two WWE, and another. May Young Classic? Or 205 Live. I'm not going to tell you until I get there. Oh, I think Fuck, I, I forgot exactly that 205 Live is going to be. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It could be one of the two. But yes, it's a Mae Young Classic slash 205 Live match. Okay. Um, <coughs> so I'm going to lead with my one WWE Fair. <laughs> main roster match. February February 19th Raw the Gauntlet match. Yes, boy. I've got that on mine too. Do you remember that seven-man gauntlet match that lasted two, two hours? hours. Seth oh, Rollins shit, where Seth Rollins went. I've totally forgot about went, that went match. Went back-to-back beating uh, Roman Reigns and, and Cena. Cena. It took him, and he was out there for an hour and did it. Um, I remember the, the match running vividly, match. but honest to God, I started at pay-per-view matches, mm-hmm. and then I, and I got my list so full that I never even went back and scraped like the 205 Live or Raw or anything. When I was sat in my car thinking about this and I thought, what was my favorite match of the year? That was the first one that came yeah, to my the head. The match was incredible. Because I, I was, I was for, for like WWE. the entire time. It was super fun. And it was also yeah. the best show WWE put on because they didn't have to have any filler. It was yeah. just yeah. straight commercial breaks and wrestling. And that, and yeah, the action, I mean, it was probably not as great after that first hour because that first hour was so incredibly awesome. Yeah. With Rollins just being an Iron Man. Yeah. And I think it's, I read it just today when I was, because I was doing, I was like finalizing these just today, and I was trying to find the date for it to see when it was to make sure it was 2018. February? And yeah. they said. Road that WrestleMania, the, bruh. Yeah. The second hour of that Raw was the highest watched hour of the entire year of Raw. Really? So that goes to show, however much, however cringy WWE are, the power of social media and it's word of mouth because people tuned in because of people waxing lyrical about Absolutely. that first hour. Yeah, and they killed it. And Seth was the boy. Yeah, it was so good. And it was really the start of him going on that serious, serious run yeah. that he's been on almost all this year. Um, yep. That'll actually uh, segue. I'll, I'll start with one for me was uh, Dolph versus Seth for the thirty man minute Iron Man match at Extreme Rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The only problem I had with it was like the obvious heading to overtime bit, but. Um, I thought it was about as perfect as it could go. Now that I mention it, and you cocked up the gauntlet match, it's a little bit underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have this one? <laughs> um, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved um, McIntyre being involved in it. I loved it being in overtime. I loved it being Seth losing, um, if only because it was almost as if the longer he goes, the better he gets, and because it was 30 minutes, he never got a chance to 
Because I think Dolph played catch-up. Or, no, Seth played catch-up. Seth took the lead. Dolph and then Dolph back. tied it right at the end, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But that was one of my top fives. Absolutely. Yeah, Dolph can go, too. I think Dolph oh, yeah. did that more than Seth did. Yeah. Because then we went into the Drew stuff, and then they really came together as that duo that was great for like a month and yeah, a bit. Yeah, because that was very at the beginning of the Dolph-Drew yeah. mix. Now it's kind of petered off, which is a shame, but... Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. All right. I was... Do you want to go to NXT or do you want to go... Oh, maybe I'll just deal with this like wild card now. Do the wild card. Let's do the wild card now. So my one for... It was the Megan Classic. Um, I just wanted to throw you a red airing of uh, 205. It was Mako and Tony Storm. I had to go through... I had to think about like three different Mako, Mako matches yeah. because she was the main reason I liked it so much. But I thought the one with Tony Storm was more visceral than the rest with the uh, is it Mercedes yeah Martinez I actually I she was a close of, second yeah I had a list of like four or five that I just left to mention and Miko versus Mercedes was on my list yeah, because she was, they were so fucking good I picked the Tony one simply because it meant more it yeah. was further into the competition and it was more it felt stiffer even more so and they just rocked it it was plus, so plus to see her still be such a badass and lose yeah because it was so good. Yeah, she's. I know Kyle hadn't watched the Man Classic. I haven't yet. watched enough of it. To, but Miko, to... Miko is. Miko she's was my... fucking great. She's. Yeah. How old is she? Do you know? She's like thirty, only thirty-five. She something. is like my breakout star of the year. Yeah, Truly, she's... Like, I had no idea who she was until she walked out there. And when she walked out there, I was like, "Who is this?" Like unimpressed. And like over the course of the entire thing, she's thirty nine. Just kidding. I went from I went from who is this to legit texting him and going, she needs to be pushed to the roster. Beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, how that's how bandwagoned I got. Like I was so high, <laughs> I couldn't see anything. And else. especially when they leave with like, oh look, it's kind of like this Japanese wrestling royalty. She was on Monday Night Nitro back in two thousand as like I a sixteen year old. I remember her first match. Yes, and and then like. To see how much of a baby she looked like then. Yeah. She looks like such this aged veteran. And like, in what looks like it's going to be Good like, brother. okay, she's there Good as sister. like a... Because when you see her at first, you think she's there as a nod to her. Yep. Like, on... Um, to give somebody like an enhancement win. Just an like enhancement a, win, but... Yeah, yeah you, you, you won. You beat this legendary. Yeah. yeah. What you're going to do in the rest of this tournament. It was kind of like you expected it to do... It's what? like Wayne Rooney playing for England. Yeah. No. You know what or I mean? Like, it's kind of what, not... Uh, or like when you had a couple of them come out, like Lita and that, when they wrestled. Like, yeah. out of the two, when Lita and Trish wrestled, Lita looked way more off the pace than Trish did this last time. And it felt the same way. Like, it felt like it was just like a... pretty far for the course right there. Lita was wheels off. It just felt like a thank you for her look. Like, we didn't get to recognize you at the time. Fuck WCW. You'll always be remembered as this side now. Right. Mm-hmm. All happy. And then she just... Tore the house down every <laughs> single match. Colin, <coughs> the next one. Okay, so this is probably this is this might be on somebody's list. Um, the North American Championship ladder match. Nope, I had that on my honorable mention because yeah. it was so fucking good. That is on my list. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a that was such a that's one of my two NXT. That was Ricochet's, it was Ricochet's debut. It was yes, it was EC threes and within like four minutes. Rick Shane, like, stole everybody's heart because he tried to kill himself twice. 
It was it was excellent. It was just it was a spot fest a bit, but I mean, as ladder matches will be. No, it was awesome. And the cool part about it, I thought, which was weird, because usually you have um, the the big guys in a match like that, and it was Killian, Dane, and Lars. Yeah, are there for show, but then the good wrestlers fill in the blanks and they hang out a lot on the outside yeah. and just and they, and I thought they did a really good job of being the glue in a lot of it mm-hmm. and it all and also EC3 still a fucking shit brick house like he was big you know what yeah. I mean like it, it was only Adam Cole that looked small really yeah, yeah. Adam, who else yeah because Velveteen's he's a big dude and Ricochet's not small no, no he's not he's jacked to shit which makes it even funnier that Adam Cole won because I didn't ever think of it like you'd think of Rey Mysterio winning a match against a bunch of six foot four people, but that's basically what kind of the Cole same. Did. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It's awesome. Um, since y'all both had the same one, so you just eliminated one of yours, right? Yes, yeah, so I've got two left. Okay. One WWE and one NXT. You got two left? Yeah. Oh, you did three? Gauntlet, Mako. Fuck me. Oh, y'all NXT. shared those. Yeah. It's gotcha. just that I've had two of the same. Look at yeah. me trying to do an original ones on my list. Um, Mate, I thought I'd got some. Afterward. We consulted. I thought that ladder match. Did. No. <laughs> to me, the ladder and the gauntlet, I, I didn't expect to be on anyone's, especially the gauntlet match, because it was a roar. I was like, nah, no one. Yeah, I totally, I honestly forgot about it. Um, mine is, uh, one of mine is Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon from WrestleMania. Sure. And from a pure wrestling perspective, it was like, one of the most choreographed uh, matches in general, but they didn't miss a single fucking beat the entire match, and it was so incredibly fun. It was one of the most fun matches. Sarah and I watched it, and both of us were like laughing, ooing, you know, all of it. It was fucking great. It was great. It was was great, and I remember we were watching it together, and the entire, like, lead up to it we're just like you know I don't Who know what, what. Steph's break. gonna put her fucking Steph's gonna put herself up well that and just like Rousey's never done this This is she's gonna be super super green and it really went a long way showing that she could hang in this world and not even yeah. and not even like I didn't think it even it almost didn't even highlight her wrestling thing yeah. but it was the perfect debut for her wrestling persona yeah. and the WWE like attitude yeah and they like not gonna take shit uh, don't care if I fucking break your arm. And also, like, even though it kind of looks silly still, um, her mean face, her, like, move from, like, we I'm here to the WWE. Enough. We haven't and then seen you it enough. See it that still mean was face. good. Yeah, it was... It now was, we see it every week. It's like, okay, but at the time, we've it was not great. seen it before. It was, it was, yeah, because it, it was just really her good. smiling and everyone used to sh- was shitting on her because she's just like... Ooh, yeah, like, so happy to I'm be here. I'm wearing a big Ronnie Piper jersey. <laughs> He's dead, you know. This jacket's way too oversized. I loved him. Yeah, okay. he just let me borrow his nickname, and I guess I owe it to him. Yeah, gotta dude, put blackface on now because <laughs> to honor to honor him. It's a good shout out of him, actually, mate. I really agree. I really enjoyed it too. I, we were both, like you said, we were there at the same time. We were both like awesome. way impressed and. I think it also was like Triple H I think must have had a lot to do with it because it was the story of the match was mm-hmm. great and yeah. like it was for the first time in quite a while in this like era of wrestling really since Punk we actually actually had an authority figure um, get their full comeuppance yeah. right. we haven't really had it since he left yeah because I mean even even when like you had Rollins versus 
trips. Really? It was Steph getting her comeuppance, kind of. One or the other. Yeah, the they would always have someone get away with it, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time, it was just convinced. Like it was just done. Like they yeah. both got done. Yeah. And it was great. And I think, and I mean, Kurt Angle's. There's not a better person to have in your corner telling you spots, leading you through a match because that dude's done it all. Especially too. someone with such legitimate knowledge of combat sport. Yeah. Like in terms of yeah. like, I mean, his combat sport isn't <laughs> MMA, but you know what I mean. Like he's right. been in a yeah. situation where it's real and not just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, do you want to go because you're running out of numbers because Kyle keeps drawing them? <laughs> well, I'm gonna do my NXT because I, he hasn't got any more WWE, so I'm gonna steal one of his because I know he's got it. Probably. NXT, New Orleans, Gargano Champa. Yep. I only could pick one. Yep. Because I wanted to just do all of the Gargano Champa matches, but the unsanctioned match was awesome. Just as good as their other matches, but the story told in it was the best. Mm-hmm. I think it was just it was an so excellent, excellent match. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I I ran through all of them and I ended up picking. Um, for my list, actually, the t- the one the takeover Chicago two one, where he finished with the DDT on the wood, on the in the ring when he okay. came out. It was maybe the first big one, maybe the second. <coughs> I think which, one, was, which one was the one with the knee brace, where they started smacking each other about with the knee brace? Was that this one? I don't think that was that one because Gargano won that one. Because didn't yeah he did. That was the, and that was the first one. It was with the, the knee brace one. it was? Yeah. Okay, then this was the second one in Ciampa getting his win back. Yeah. But it's when he was, they were still doing basically extreme shit. And then Murdering he, each other. Yeah, right. and then he did, the, he did that. Onto the, onto the water. Yeah, because Johnny Gargano got distracted by the ref. Yep. When he came back in the that ring, Ciampa just like, bam, bam. That was, yeah. Yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Chicago. No, I think that that one was in New Orleans, man. I might have pulled from the wrong tab. It's not important. So I had the same matches, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he had his fucking thing handcuffed, right? He was handcuffed when he hit him with it. Yeah. And Chapa won. The unsanctioned match, Gargano won, because unsanctioned was so Johnny could get his job back. Okay. This was a, so that was a the street first fight. One. That was the first one. That was the street fight, yeah. Okay. The street fight was in Chicago. History will serve me well. Where he went to Thank kick you. it, like, knee him in the face at the, on the, with the handcuffs, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Orleans, Either way, all of them. New Orleans yeah, was the water so one. Fucking fun. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd be, so and honestly, good. if I could just, I might just download the series of matches and just watch them back to back to back and just. <laughs> Fair play. Be an they hour were so and a half good. Of good wrestling. They were my favorite. Well, I mean, that first one is longer than than like they, that goes like think. 45, 50 minutes on its own. Because I remember Britt asking me when it was done. I said it was done at ten, and I got done with it about like 11.15 like, and we were just starting that match we were texting that too went normal, because like, we said they're starting it early and yeah. they ended up just being they ended up going early. on for ages and like not at any point did I feel fatigued yeah <laughs> now, like, if you're gonna watch if you're just gonna download those and watch the the entire series you gotta start with it with it starting which is why mine then losing to Gargano Almas yeah for this year that was on my honorable mentions that was that might have been my favorite match of the year. That was so good. It was excellent. And it was it was one there there were a couple times this year where I've actually gotten off my couch and just like yeah. like got excited and that was one of them. It was I mean the the, the Gargano Champa matches were also did that, but but this was the first time that I was like, oh my god, because Almas hadn't really done anything. He broke out at that point for me. 
He really Yeah, because he was just coming off the weird injury win over Drew McIntyre for the championship. Yeah, yeah. So then he and put on that type of a match with Gargano, which, I mean, that's not hard to do with Gargano. He's well, that's the thing. Great. That's why I actually, because I noticed that I, I wanted to add that match somewhere, an honorable mention. And then recency bias, on an honorable mention, I put Alistair versus Gargano. But, which is also which is also fun. great, but also it like it almost devalued the almost match mm-hmm. because it is like no matter who he fucking wrestles, it's going to be really good, and they're good for both different reasons. Alistair and um, Gargano had the most phenomenal striking that I've seen in like an American how amazing, match. And sidebar: How amazing was it at the end of that match when when uh, Black looked at him after the first Black Mass and said, "I absolve you of all your sins and gave yeah. him one more Black Mass." Yeah, it was. Did you watched that yet? Not all of it. Oh, it's good. It's really good. Sorry for spoiling it. Um, <laughs> I spoil everything for me. Uh, so you've got one more. How many do you have? One more. I have two more. Let me list off one. Uh, Becky versus Charlotte in the last one in the standing match at Evolution. Well, I'm out. Thanks a lot, Mike. Dickhead. Ba-boom. <laughs> um, Still haven't seen it yet because I haven't watched Evolution. I need to watch it. It's I'm ph- so far behind. It's phenomenal. And then uh, we all know that. Well, let's talk bang. about it. So, <laughs> it's just just say, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin his. No, it's fine. Know. I know what happens. Um, there was one really it's bad amazing. table spot where the table didn't break. It was, was like a rough watch. I think it was Becky putting Charlotte through it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and she went off the edge. Yeah. And like she landed it, the table just didn't sell it. No, and, so yeah, the table no sold it entirely. Um, it was Fire that one of the hardest women's matches to watch from like man they've got to be in pain with it not being like just a bloody mess or anything like that sure. it was just it was kind of it was a perfect PG era extreme rules kind of match um, I would say it was better than a PG era that wouldn't have been it unless unless you need a blade in there somewhere like right. that wouldn't have been out of place in a late attitude era at all no especially for women my god yeah like well, and it was and it was Becky. I think it probably was when Becky revved that fucking heel engine more than any. Like that was the beginning. I feel like it that it's, her it, yeah, like where it's like she's top, officially she's fucking stone cold Becky Lynch, right? Yeah, because um, she was an absolute. Both of them were so badass in it. Yeah. Although I could go without seeing another uh, fucking moonsault from the top rope to the outside. I think she did in this match too. Charlotte does it too much and it hurts me. She's, she's so she's long. Herself. She's gonna hurt herself. She's so, she's so long. long, so when she's doing it, it just looks like you're throwing like a fucking six foot of rope in the air and it's like just slowly yep. rotating. <laughs> you just hope it keeps going enough. Yeah. I think as well, like that's the first match in a long time where wrestling is wrestling regardless of gender actually stood. Yes. Like it's always something to do with historic like bullshit of like historic Hell in a Cell like historic this and like it was historic right because it was like just like a no disqualification it was like the first last woman standing match but like it wasn't that's not what it was remembered for no one will go back and go that was a historic thing it's just it was good that was right it was so good it'll be it'll be on both of their career match lists if they put a fucking DVD out because it's so good I'll have to go back and watch it it really was and and I don't think the 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 worst part about it was it didn't main event evolution right it wasn't Nikki and Ronda the Nikki main and Ronda were the main event I didn't even fin I didn't even finish it because 
I didn't watch it's it. It's all downhill from there. It was. Yeah. And also, I mean, how can you follow that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Exactly. It was a not, it's going to be too hard to follow. Yeah, that it was the Dolph Ziggler matches. It's from my show. from my personal point of view, to show the world. It was here to show the world. I have been, I've been massively apathetic at Becky, for the longest time because I liked her when she first came up. Like, great. Liked her on the NXT tour. Like, liked her, but like she just didn't do anything. Kind of like Punk, really. When he first came in, like I loved him, but I didn't really. And then he slowly just became nothing. And then for both of them, like his breakout was like the money in the bank and then the pipe bomb for her this was like finally turning on Charlotte was the start of like me piquing my interest and that match itself was yeah. like holy shit instead of seeing her dissolve we know how I feel about Becky Lynch yeah well, I, I always loved her I she's one of my favorites and but I'll be the first one to tell you that she was stagnant for super long well it's the same thing that's happening to Bailey now yes right and and and, and, and Asuka and like Becky just got in like she fell in line with the Naomi's of the world. And like Naomi, when she won the championship a long time ago, and it was like, cool, let's do something with this. And instead it's just like, glow. Yeah. I'm and at the same dance. time, like without like, being harsh to else. Naomi, she she's, she's not on the same level as Becky to I don't think they, they, they can't be letting her because she hasn't, <laughs> right. like even, even Carmella tries new moves and like yeah. Lana's trying like hell. And Naomi's got like five, and she just keeps digging into that same bag. Lana's got a long way to go before she becomes (laughs) anywhere near Naomi's level. (laughs) I mean, we were all sitting there when Becky turned on Charlotte. I popped hard for that. That was awesome. I thought it was great. They finally did something with her, and then. And the crowd agreed. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, they agreed so much that it was not the reaction that WWE yeah. wanted. Yeah, for a week and a half, WWE tried to like, do a weird face-heel thing. Yeah, yeah, which was bizarre. They've, they've kind of bent to what you said. Like, I mean, she's Stone like, the stone-cold Becky Lynch, like, she's just, like, to say she's stone-cold is, like, she's just so unique in her own self, but, like, that's the best comparison you've got, I think, but, at this point. But, like, the storyline and every action she takes... You could see from super so cold. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? If you put a short of person her in the beer truck, she just throws Killian's red at people. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. She was great right now, and even now she's like a Guinness fan. <laughs> just fucking spread. Oh god, it's so thick. <laughs> it is as well. It's so gross. This was like a fucking coffee shop. All just roast. Everybody's trying to get up, but it's like their arms are sticking to the yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Um, what was uh, the last one on your list, guys? Since Josh. Recency bias as well, because um, this is another time where I was actually getting up off of my off of my uh, couch. This past weekend, it was uh, Champa Velveteen Dream. I Phenomenal. loved that match. It was really the really dichotomy good. between Champa being the grizzled veteran and the champion, and Velveteen Dream being this upstart that's trying so damn hard to get that title and is trying to use mind games and his ring attire was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I've not watched it yet. Okay. I've watched. What have I watched today? So the I'm show was in LA, right? And he basically was like... Oh, I watched War Games. Hollywood. That's all I've seen. That's what it was. Oh, oh you only saw the end. The okay. War Games gotcha. match. Which yeah. is also super fun. Yeah. That's the only uh, one I've watched. Uh... Velveteen. He comes out in Hollywood Velveteen Dream. So he's wearing like the fucking uh, he's got, the waist trainer, the fucking boas. I'll find a picture. The hoagie. He's got a he's got a black shirt on that instead of NWO it says OVR or no, OVA for OVA. OVA for Dream OVA. He's got 
the, what a guy. Do you see the? Do you see I'm it right now? It now? It's so fucking good. It's beautiful. And Ooh. yeah, where, where are they this week? LA. And you can just put NXT War Games Velveteen Dream probably if you're good with it. That's not it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it was a super fun match when. Do you want me to spoil the end for you? I already know oh, the okay. results. So, when Velveteen oh, I got, it now. got the, uh, went off the top rope and hit his, and hit his finisher and went for the pin, like, I legit got up and was, like, counting along with it. Because you thought it was done. Because I thought, and I'm a huge Velveteen Dream Mark. We all are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to be. It's yeah. so good. There's a good example, yeah. Yeah, that's the exact picture I just yeah, saw. Yeah, it's fucking oh, I want to see the uh, I want to see the, the tights. The, the tights are great because the tights instead of having just a white lightning down the side, it's purple lightning, and it's got his eyes on the back of the on the back of the. Uh, what a guy! It's great. It's it, it, yeah. That was good for my him. my last my last match because I was legit just excited watching that match. It was uh, so fun. My last match. Um, I'll quickly just do my honorable mentions. The only one I had left was. Um, Ronda and Charlotte from Survivor Series mm. this weekend. It was great. Uh, and then Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley from the Mae Young Classic. Uh, I thought uh. it was phenomenal. If nothing else, because it wasn't the original plan, and they made fucking right. chicken uh, salad out of chicken shit. And uh, my star with Rhea Ripley, honestly. I mean, she. I almost feel like she already was uh, in some aspects, but like, yeah, I agree. I, I think that pushed her over what a loss to uh, what's-her-face would have been. Old broken leg, McKee. Um, I think you got it. Like, I think that War Games match was ace, too. Like, I would love them to bring I War Games didn't... into the WWE. How fun would that be with like the New Day and the Usos and like, just go I don't think it would be right, though. I don't think, no, I don't think would, it would be. I don't think that they could do what they did this past weekend with it. You don't think? No. It doesn't have to be New Day. I, um, like, you don't think they could set two teams up that were three teams I don't know teams. who they would do it with because I mean you had the ultimate War Games was one of my least favorite matches of the weekend really so uh, fuck if only because they're doing similar spots they did before last year which I get but also I just fucking hate watching cage matches especially when it's two cages because of the views and the stuff the views suck that's fine yeah they do I thought that the I can... story though that they told <coughs> Pete Dunn's fucking ring. The same way that, like, if, if the Royal Rumble has 20 people in the ring at the same time and they show someone from the floor side getting dumped over, I fucking hate it because I want to see what else is going on. So I can focus on what I want to focus on. Problem is, is I, so often in, like, a Royal Rumble with 20 people in the ring, nothing else is going on because they're all just <laughs> pretending to slap each other. Trading forearms with the yeah, good brothers. Yeah, so yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so um, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> My actual last match, uh, and it's not in any particular order, so I wish y'all just didn't mention it, was uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles at SummerSlam Ooh, when was... Joe baited AJ into the disqualification. That was my last um, Mostly because of his uh, banter with AJ's wife mm-hmm. and saying daddy's coming home and shit. It was just yep. such it was, great. It, oh, so it was great. great. It was so, it was great heel work. And I mean, so creepy. But it was cringy. so great. <laughs> well, just not cringy as in like, yeah. But and, and, so, like, oh, and something that if, if I know AJ Styles yeah. at all, probably actually did kind of bother him a little bit. <laughs> because he did, like early in his career, cut a promo on a guy who was cutting the Austin 316 promo. And he's so pro-God that he ripped the guy's mic out of it and just like don't you ever take my lord's name in vain and like and then not not doing a bit it was just fucking crazy like he's he's a very conservative man and he's more power to him 
the, the family thing. I, I, uh, I feel like AJ Styles is always at the the verge of like breaking for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> isn't just, he? Isn't he a big conspiracy theorist? Doesn't he think about flat Earths and hollow moons? That's Bo Dallas, isn't it? No, I think AJ Styles has. Some I like the stuff idea of him just thinking about, about it. it. <laughs> that makes me really just, not really yeah. voicing it just like I'm thinking about it he's got uh, the phenomenal conspiracy YouTube channel he just goes over um, I had one more honorable mention yeah depending on if you've got any more I have I more. Don't, but so mine was AJ the other one was AJ and then also I was going for all the pay-per-views right and I was thinking about how crap one of them was in particular Backlash quite possibly yeah. the worst pay-per-view of the year and the only shining light on that entire card was Seth Rollins versus The Miz yeah for the that was strap. like the second match though right yeah. Yeah. it was the only good thing on that entire card and I think the only reason I wanted to mention it was because they were the only thing yeah. that made that that was a anyway. pay that I turned off halfway through and I was like I don't have any intention of going back and watching the rest of it I, I wouldn't uh, is no, that, worth that, it? that match it is the only match worth watching and it was a fun match yeah did that have like, Bobby Lashley against Roman as one of the matches too yeah I think God, so it was, it, the whole pay-per-view was so bad it was bad 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 but um, yeah that's all I wanted to add because that was just such a shocking pick. So, so we're going to end the show uh, with the Mouse at the Palace, um, which isn't going to take a super long amount. Quick hit about the U.S. US well, mouse I, team. You didn't even let me fucking talk. Uh-huh. But, we're, but first, um, Kyle, we're going to talk about England, USA, England versus USA. This will take And two by minutes. we, I mean you and Josh, because I didn't watch the game at all. This will take um, two minutes. And go. No, uh, Roman Reigns defeated Samoa Joe in that match. In that fight. Really? Pay-per-view. Uh, the, the fight thing. <laughs> I couldn't get my words out at all. Look how bad this pay per view is. I'm sorry. We'll go no, see. No, you want, it's still going to take only. Now it's going to take a minute and a half, and yeah. it's going to we're still gonna get the same out of it. Styles Nakamura ended in a draw that night. Carmella, however much I love her, beat Charlotte Flair that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reigns beat Samoa Joe in some bullshit match because they couldn't. They had a last minute. What happened in that match? It was a, wasn't it supposed to be? I can't remember, but it was like a put together last minute match. Reigns and Joe. no, that was no. Remember, because it was after the superstar shakeup. The shakeup. Joe had already moved to yes. the other show to oh, SmackDown, yeah. and he's like, "I'm going to bring the Universal Championship back to SmackDown." That's not a bad small Joe impression. Ruby Riot beat Bailey due to interference from the Riot Squad. Jax beat Bliss in a squash. Hardy beat Orton. In a match I can't remember, and oh, Daniel he was Bryan pretty subpar. Daniel Bryan beat Big Cass by submission. That was Cass's last oh, match. Yeah, Big Cass was so there. like even he the matches insane. that on paper sound good, like ended in a draw. <laughs> like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Just, like, yeah. like, it was a bad pay per view. All right. All right. So we're looking at the score right now. It's three nil U.S. or uh, England over U.S. Um, U.S. had a couple chances early, like, Pulisic got open, and actually right afterwards Lingard scored his goal, like, on the counterattack, and then Alexander-Arnold scored right after that. Yeah. Um, U.S. couldn't get their footing. <laughs> they, they, they were consistently getting backed up to their goal. They... They any time that they won the ball and tried to get down the get down the pitch, it was they get like halfway. They get to the midfield and completely lose it. The the quality of athlete or quality of player on England was just that much higher than the U.S. Well, I think that's an interesting point because the U.S. team is extremely young, right? So was the English team. But that's why I'm asking because um, I guess in four years. 
when they play at the World Cup, how much of the team roughly will be the same? All of it. All of it? Minus for, Rooney? For us. As a sub? For us, not much of it will be the same. Because I, well, they so, didn't play a lot of their... We played our youth reserves, effectively. Okay, I mean, we're still we're still a super young squad, but Aaron we played that. Wasn't out there. Well, so, yeah, so I, I um, and they're all young as it is. One of the like, things I saw was that it was the youngest starting eleven <clears throat> that um, England had fielded since ni- 1980 against Australia, and there's only 94 caps between the starting eleven. I believe it because I mean, Dunk. God, the starting caps in 1980 against Australia. Quick side note: 46. I mean, Dunk got his first cap, Wilson got his first cap, Sancho got his first real, like, full starting debut. Like, Chilwell, I don't know if he got, I think that was his start, first debut match as well. So, like, your majority of your caps are probably going to come from Deli Alley, Pickford, Lingard. And Lingard. Really? It's because crazy. Harry Alexander Arnold played a little bit this past year. Yeah, Keane um, has made a couple of appearances. Delph has made a couple of appearances. Winks has made a few. Like, so, so you're missing that. some of the big hitters for England, though, and you're still able to hand. I mean, yeah, we'd we wouldn't we'd be having Kyle Walker on the pitch. We'd have Raheem Sterling on the pitch. Like all of these are young lads anyway. Like hey, Sterling's yes. young. Rashford wasn't playing. He's young as hell. Stones would be playing. He's just as young as McGuire. Keenan, so, so hypothetically, McGuire. all those guys are playing. How bad do they beat that American squad? They do some damage. Uh, it's another thing where the U.S. is still. They're also throwing a lot of young players out there, trying to see what happens. Who's the men's coach for the U.S. now? Uh, it's it's an interim country now. That's oh. the other thing is that they haven't hired anybody since they got rid of uh, Jesus Bruce Arena. So, so we've been going with Sarashan, I think his name is. Um, and I mean, he's kind of been good at holding the team together as it is, and he was really. Instrumental in, say, in pushing the young talent, bringing up Tim- Timothy Weah, bringing in Weston McKinney, having them play with uh, Christian Pulisic, or Pulisic, and... Uh, but the guy, the German dude, what's his face? That we have Pulis- no, oh, uh, Klinsman? Klinsman. Yeah. Klinsman had a theme, right? Like, that's what you mean in that, like, he had a system that he wanted to implement, and there's Did not it. anyone that's got... Even if it, it ended up being a failed system, to not have someone at the mm-hmm. lead point to, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, we're gonna play this way. We're gonna play this way. Yeah, they have no identity at all right no. now, and, and you can see that. You could you could see that out there because they're they're also making the point of you know you're you're trying to impress a, you're trying to impress your manager. You know to be like oh I want this person up there. Are, are they trying to impress this guy who's not gonna be there in a couple months? And you got to right. think, England yeah. are on the exact opposite track because before Gareth Southgate got this job, which humble pie I was totally against at the time. <laughs> worked worked with the England under twenty ones and younger from twenty thirteen. So, so these boys, these, these boys, he's bringing into the main team have been working with him for the last what five six years. There's yeah. like pro, like young pros. They've been they've been working with the same guy since they were seventeen. So they've already got that respect. Right. In Which there. even if you're a shit coach, you're at least sending the same message. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> I also wasn't a huge fan of the fact that the U.S. decided to start Brad Guzan and. I know that that probably wasn't the plan going into it because Zach Steffen wasn't able to play. He got hurt, and they sent him home. Um, they actually brought up Jonathan Klinsman, Jurgen Klinsman's son, to be a because he's nice. he's also an international player. Sure, he doesn't have any have any uh, stake in that. <laughs> right. Sour grapes, but uh, but they started Brad Guzan, who's been there. He's been Tim Howard's backup for years. 
And I years and years. Exactly, years and years. I mean, he's he's in his thirties. He's he's not he's not what I I see them going forward with. I li- I like Zach Steffen. I like Alex Bono. I like Evan Horvath. Uh, Horvath played today against Italy. They lost in the 94th minute of the U.S. They lost 1-0. He was on the bench this week. He should have been playing against us, really. Yeah, Horvath? Yeah. Yep, yeah, he should have. Um, the U.S. also, I'm not... I, they didn't play a couple of the players that I really like on the back end. I really like this Anthony Robinson kid. Um, I think he's actually... He wasn't even on the bench. No, no. Um, and he played a lot before, before um, the World Cup and actually in the last... Uh, the last international break. Uh, he's a pretty good left back. And they brought up Villafania again, who I I have zero use for Villafania. Um, and Yedlin's on the right, which is... He's Yedlin. Before we move on, Josh, the attacking third percentage, is that saying that 81% of their passes were in the attacking third? Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't, I've never seen that stat before. Is that a pretty standard stat? Yeah, they normally do it as an illustration more than they do it as a picture like that so like what they'll do is they'll have a pitch and then they'll have it because the English need pictures to understand things yeah they'll have it in three different shades of green <laughs> and then they'll have a percentage of how much it was played okay in that yeah part. like so they like, do in the video games where they have it they have exactly the shaders. that gotcha. yep. in closing about that um, US got beat by a better team more a better coach team they need to figure out who they've got talent, but they need to figure out who's going to lead the program going forward. And they've been needing that. Like they should have figured that out right at right at the time of the World Cup, just so they could start building underneath that. Yeah, they've started. They've they've left this a long time. The one thing I will say is a good thing for the good thing for the U.S. is that you have players, more and more players, playing in Europe at a young age now. Yeah. So like Jaden Sancho for England is playing alongside Pulisic every day. Yeah, like Weston McKinney is a starter for Schalke right now. Right, um, that's a huge boost yeah. for them in the future. It's just a case of like if you can get somebody to continue to do that work in the U.S. national team, yeah. they'll be better than they are now. They don't. I mean, they're not going to be a top six team in the world. That's like twenty years away from that. Yeah, if they do it right. Right. That's that's, but, that's that's completely altering how the youth programs. Well, it's doing what to soccer what they've done with basketball and football. Which is to private privatize those leagues and cherry pick, where you have like the um, is it IMG in my in Florida? It's like a it's a high yeah. school that's specifically based around sports, basically. Right. So like every one of their starting five basketball players go get a Division One scholarship because they were coming from uh, Montana, Texas, Florida. North Carolina, wherever they need to come from. The best schools in the in the country are all private yeah. schools, and they can recruit. So yeah, right. they bring yeah. in players, and they play there for a year and go <coughs> year or two. Um, to wrap this up, time for fun. Time for fun. Um, so the Malice of the Palace. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick summary. Uh, <laughs> if you'll notice, one team's winning handedly. The Pacers are up 97 to 82. There's less than a minute to go. Yep. The game's fucking decided. Less um, than a minute to go, and it's a six-minute video. It's interesting as enough as it is. <laughs> uh, so, and this is in Detroit, the team that's losing. Yeah, this is in Detroit. Gotcha. Um, great city. Uh, <laughs> so, get it right. 
This this occurred in November 19, 2004, at the Palace of Auburn Hills in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Uh, they called it the most infamous brawl in NBA history. So the Associated Press calls it. The media dubbed it the worst night in NBA history because it was supposed. Because this is this is very and this is a very small note to make, but this time period is when like extreme conservative political radio came out, and there was a lot of underlying racism with everything they said. From like this being a bunch of thugs to Donovan McNabb, a black quarterback, not being smart enough to be a quarterback in the NFL, things like that. Was that also the Don Imus time with the Rutgers women's basketball team? Same, yeah, yeah. He said just, that they were a bunch of nappy heads. So that's why I like the worst in NBA history they said yeah. that because Jesus. everything that they yeah. were saying and what like the media were saying, it was the beginning of the end for the NBA because instead of having like these classy guys like Michael Jordan, who, by the way, like drinks, smokes, gambles. Yeah, he throws his own kids under the bus in his Hall of Fame speech. Right, just like um, you have all these these, as they would say, you know, ghetto thugs, which yeah. is super. Just like it's obviously, awful. there's uh, there's those words are used for a reason by those. Was people. It almost like the Benoit of NBA, where they said they were done afterwards. The Benoit of the NBA? Because they said the WWE was done, right? Oh, Once after Benoit. he did that, uh, they said he was done. Was I it, think so. I'm not saying somebody killed no, the family. I'm no. just like, well, in terms of like, <laughs> impact. Well, as, we, as we've seen with Ray Carew, that's not out of the question. But True. Um, no, one, no one died in this. Uh, what is a good note, though, is this is right before the NBA received LeBron James. No. So... LeBron's in the league at this point. In 2004? Mm-hmm. For Sir season then? Mm-hmm. He was drafted in 2003. Okay, so the NBA worth per team and everything was not where it is today. They had no poster shot at this point. Jordan was gone. LeBron wasn't. We would have been, we would have been right out of high school when this happened. Let's play the video. Let me, yes. see, what, let me see what goes down. All right, there is audio, so I'm going to uh, see if I need to turn it down a little bit when it starts. Okay. Only because the announcers kind of call it like a WWE match, which makes it great. This is a 12 all-five star. The Patriots are playing a very intelligent game today. And Wallace is fouled, and Wallace is fouled. It's like it's a scuffle. You see shit like that today, right? Yeah. Now, Ron Artest, the guy that fouled him. I'm going to pause it. So run our test, yeah. The guy that fouled him, like Kyle said, go ahead. Okay, so he he's always been kind of known for being an NBA bad boy. He was a bad boy in college too. He liked to mix it up. It's funny because he's changed his name to Meta World Peace at this point. But yeah, legally, oh my god. If you can see over here, this is, once again, visual podcast. Um, see, there's this guy laying down on the on the. Uh, the scores of the announcer's table. It's tough because we're watching in yeah. 480p. His it's head. He's yeah. laying down with his hands behind his back. That's Ryan Artest. So as he just fouled and got in Ben Wallace's face, he's now hid behind his players and he's laying on the... on the. Uh... He's basically doing the Tyler Breeze taunt. <laughs> A little bit. Just sitting there, laid back. Oh yeah, I see him. Yeah, you're gonna see something happen. So let's see these dudes squaring up. <clears throat> you see that guy with the weird looking face right there? Yeah. Okay, this isn't the guy, but that's all the fans, right? And there's something that's about to come from those fans that's gonna hit run our tests. 
Feel free to look away from your goddamn phone, Josh. Yep. It's a beer that just hit him. Someone just threw a beer at him. And Ron Artest ran into the crowd. <laughs> Oh man, good shot. This Steven Jackson? Yes. Who's in what color? Uh, the Indiana Pacers are in the dark blue. Gotcha. And then right. cool. Detroit. So they're the away team. The white team is the it's one Detroit. that's home. Yep. Is that most of the fighting? Or no, is because there's stuff that spills out onto the court. See, I stopped watching and I rewatched it. Sad oh, no, scene. It, Such it, a sad scene. It, it, somebody gets laid out on the court. Oh, uh, there's the fan on. Look, see, see the fans out here. Right. That's Ron Artest. Cut your sheet. It is very JR. The announcer? Yeah. Fans throwing bottles at this point. It's like the Hogan heel turn. The random white basketball player. I was going to say the random ones. lanky white lad tied on it. Oh, yeah, just sure? picking yeah. his nose. It's fucking. This is professional wrestling. That's oh, nice. yeah. Is it Jermaine O'Neal? Baby it Jermaine. Jermaine O'Neal. Look at that. Oh, shit. Somebody threw stuff on Jermaine O'Neal and now he's trying to get up in there. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. It's also funny with what Laura said at lunch today about the an athlete should have one free shot at a fan. That's <laughs> Should we give her a free preview list before you? No. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna see when the guy got laid out on the court, but. It's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, good scrap. So, the funny part about this, after the game, the NBA suspended nine players in total. I was going to ask you what the what for the a total consequences of this for a were. total of 146 games, and they which led to 11 a total of 11 million dollars in salary being lost by those nine players collectively. Um, five players were charged with assault and sentenced to a year of probation and community service. You can probably guess which ones. Right. <laughs> um, uh, also, five fans uh, were banned from attending Pistons home games for life, which is right. That's the right way to go. Uh, and now... Those ones on the court? Yeah. And now... Throwing fists probably is a good idea. To it, it altered two things, three things, I guess. Security at the game, because you still have the courtside seats, uh, security's better, and they also limit the sale of alcohol, which they had not done in 2004. You could buy as much alcohol as you wanted. Yeah. And, um... You see the result. Yeah, that's, I mean... 
What are you gonna do? It's November in Detroit, and you're going to a basketball game, except get fucking hammered. Yeah, I can't remember what they did. And get, and get, and get punched by an Indiana, Indiana player. You get the piss taken out of you by a team. And I get it that there was a, it was a hard foul, but it should have never turned into that. Right. No, never. Yeah. I've run into people in the hallways with that much velocity and not ended up punching like seven innocent Six members of the public. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably coaches and everything else. Um, there's Virginia, Virginia Union's own Ben Wallace. Yeah, they ended the game obviously early. Right. They're not going to bring yeah, anybody else out there, especially for the sake of forty seconds or whatever. Yeah, and, and with no with nothing going on. I wonder if anybody threw anything at Austin Crozier. It was neat to see the. Yeah, uh, why are we throwing stuff at Austin Crozier? He did nothing. The future SMU coach Larry uh, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Well, he's not getting much thrown at him though. It's like it looks like it's a fire escape the way these guys are walking out because they're getting just gallons of beer poured on them. Um, I think that is going to do it. We're at the hour and eight minute mark. So that was the 14th anniversary yesterday. 14th Oscar. anniversary. Good fact. Let me get a tattoo of the scene of him grabbing the fan and just, just the fan just. It's like the uh, the Banksy with like the the, the <laughs> flowers, but instead it's his fist. It should be a basketball, and then the fan that he's holding instead of. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, hope y'all have a good Thanksgiving. I really don't care um, if you do or not. It's Follow us. Uh, it's a fake holiday, indeed. Um, it celebrates uh, the slaughter the slaughter of my ancestors that Kyle so. In my uh, gently mentioned scalping last ep- ish- I didn't issue. Didn't mention scal- I don't. Oh, so you didn't say it. I, I need to play back it, the audio. I, I didn't say it, but I didn't say it about anyone like that. So let history show that Kyle's gonna lie about what was said on a recorded <gasps> podcast on the internet. Um, enjoy the day. Uh, follow uh, the podcast at Ed Sports Trebuchet. Uh, follow us on our own uh, Twitters. It'll be at Sportiel, at uh, Joshua Jack with the zero and the five as the O and the S, and follow at Third Down Fullback mm-hmm. uh, for Kyle. And that's three, the number yeah. three RD. He's not a bot. He's just not active. Yeah, he no, just doesn't care. Yeah. He just he watches Twitter instead of participates, which NPC. is probably be- he's probably better for it. It's the NPC of Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, that'll do it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>